From KFAI, this is Miniculture. Yeah, I just want to groove people. I just want to have like some sort of a fiesta. Oh goodness, I want us to have our own building. My name is Ahmed Asad, and this is a Somali poem. This podcast brings you stories about Minnesota arts, culture, and history. They took away my way of providing for my family. Music is it. <laughs> like, it has to be, like... It's the destiny. It's destiny, you know? <laughs> we always joke, like, oh, all these men keep coming up to us and asking us if we need a guitar player. Get your diaper! Get your diaper! That's why kick them! We go out there and we do us. I'm Ahmed Doman. My day job is in higher education, but I've been one of the hosts on KFAI Sangam for more than a decade now. KFAI is a volunteer-run community radio station and Sangam is just one of the more than 70 shows that we offer. I play music from South Asia and the South Asian diaspora. Music like this. But on this podcast, we're going to feature stories from here in Minnesota. These are some of the best arts and culture pieces we have aired on KFAI over the years. So... Today, I found this in Sweden, and I think it's good. The unlikely story of how a Minnesota college kid first got one of the greatest pop acts of the 90s on the radio for their U.S. debut. The guy's voice is good. That's right. The Swedish duo Roxette. The lyrics are, are, are kind of quirky and compelling. Had their U.S. radio debut right here in the Twin Cities. That story coming up. But first, another story about music in Minnesota. This one's about Minneapolis singer Jayanthi Kyle. She grew up listening to the music of the civil rights era. Keep your eyes on the prize. Hold on. Then, as she watched news unfold around the police shooting of Michael Brown in Ferguson, Missouri, she was inspired to write something new. She wanted to write a song that would speak to the current moment, but also would remember our past. That song is called hand in hand. Hey there, policeman. She co-wrote it with fellow musician Wes Burdine. I can't breathe. It soon became an anthem of sorts for Black Lives Matter supporters in Minnesota. Hey there, policeman. I can't breathe. Our reporter, Nancy Rosenbaum, talked with Kyle and produced this piece. Hey there, policeman. My name is Jayanthi Kyle. I can't breathe. Lay down your weapons and your badges and listen to me. So if I'm going to talk about Hand in Hand and how that song was written, then first I need to talk about Mike Brown and the verdict coming out about Mike Brown's killer not being indicted. The voices of protesters in Ferguson, Missouri last night after a grand jury voted not to bring charges against Officer Darren Wilson. When that came out that there was not going to be any justice for Mike Brown. A lot of us artists, we got together and out of our grief and frustration, we decided that we should come up with a new project. We are the Million Artists Movement. Let me tell you what we're all about. We're about black liberation without intimidation and we sure do need it now. What do we The Million Artists Movement was born out of some of us in Minneapolis that were feeling like we wanted to do more with our art 
for our beliefs around politics and white supremacy and black liberation. The first event that the Million Artists Movement held was at the Government Center in Minneapolis. This was the first time that I was ever performing it, so I remember feeling a little bit shaky and a little bit wondering, like, how is this song going to go over? I mean, the song was just finished a few hours before I was singing it. We were all finding out about this song at the same time because it hadn't been truly alive yet. A lot of people still now say to me, oh, I didn't know that that wasn't an old song. You know, and then I'll have to say to them, no, that's a new song, and hey there, policemen, I can't breathe. Those are all like new stuff, you know. Hey there, policemen. I can't breathe. Hey there, policeman. I can't breathe. Hey there, policeman. I can't breathe. Lay down your weapons and your badges and listen to me. This can be a part of history. This can say, hey, this was going on at this time. And maybe somebody in Sweden hears this song and they're like, oh yeah, that's what's going on in America right now. Maybe tomorrow. When the people are free, maybe tomorrow we'll have equality. Maybe tomorrow ah, I can truly breathe. Till then my voice will fill the streets. Let the people be free. Often people will say, oh, I love your song, Hand in Hand. And I say, it's our song. And I want people to feel that that is a song that they can identify with as well. While my sister ain't equal. And my brother can't breathe. And that is for all of us. My family, we will fill these streets. That story was produced last year by Nancy Rosenbaum. And now, the story of how Roxette first got on the radio in the U.S. If you were born after 1985, Roxette might not be a familiar name but you just need to know they were one of the biggest global pop acts of the 90s. Their hits dominated the charts, and they had a huge fan following around the world. But when they were first getting started, they were just a little-known pop duo in Sweden. KFAI's Mason Butler takes the story from there. In the annals of music history, record label insiders usually determine which songs will be chart toppers. But for a brief moment in the 1980s, a college student from Mankato, Minnesota, helped launch an international pop hit. His name? Dean Cushman. <laughs> in 1988, Dean Cushman was studying computer science at Mankato State. It was his junior year in college. And instead of writing code in snowy Minnesota, he thought, why not study in Barath, Sweden? So he did. Like many young people in Sweden at the time, Dean and his roommate Troy were captivated by one pop group in particular. They were a big-haired male and female duo taking over the radio, and their name was Roxette. You remember Roxette, right? Today, Roxette are a staple of lots of good times, great oldie stations. But when Dean was in Baras, the band were unknown outside of Sweden. I knew that sometimes it took a while for songs or groups to get over to the U.S., if at all. So Dean bought a Roxette CD and brought it home to Minnesota. He wanted to enjoy it, but he also wanted to share it with others. 
so he took his only copy to Thresher Square in Minneapolis, then the home of the biggest pop music station in town. KDWBFM, Richfield, Minneapolis, St. Paul. Along with the CD, Dean wrote an impassioned note to the station's program director. His name was Brian Phillips. Looking back, Brian remembers the letter saying something like this. I found this in Sweden, and I think it's good, and he didn't know how the music industry worked, and that, you know, that's not typically how songs are submitted, but there it was. Just how long it took Brian to give Dean's unsolicited CD a chance is up for debate. Dean remembers it being only a couple of days, whereas Brian remembers. It sat on the corner of my desk with its rock set and sort of European-looking sleeve, and um, I didn't move. And I sort of forgot about it. Either way, Dean was getting impatient. Uh, I kind of I wanted my CD back, so I figured I, I called up and again and said, hey, can you give this back to me? I want it back. If you're not going to listen to it, that's fine. I just want it because I like the music. Sitting on the corner of Brian's desk in December of 1988 was a song destined to be number one in America in a few short months. He just didn't know it yet. And I really did intend, because of his note, which was fairly impassioned, I, I did intend to listen to it, but it's one of those things that the day's never long enough. And Brian put the CD in. And the first track is The Look. And the intro starts, and then the vocal kicks in. I just stood there in the path of the, you know, in the center, in the stereo center between the two speakers. I listened to it then. I was listening to it, and this is better than I thought. The guy's voice is good. The lyrics are, are, are kind of quirky and compelling. I said, these, how could these be Swedish people? These are English lyrics. Sensing he might have a hit, Brian brought the CD over to the station's on-air studio. Hello, Twin Cities. Time for the Bobby Wilde Show. Tonight, I shot at a Caribbean cruise for you. And Bobby Wilde played it in the 5 o'clock hour. I said, just put this song on. Say it's a brand new band from Sweden called Roxette, and it's a KDWB exclusive called The Look. An exclusive it was. Remember, Roxette's label hadn't released the record anywhere outside of Sweden, so even the hippest radio stations in the UK didn't have a copy. But most importantly, KDWB's biggest competitor in the Twin Cities, WLOL, had no chance of being able to play it. We ran it 50 times a week for a month before the competition got a hold of it. KDWB were able to hold on to their exclusive hit for weeks by placing a watermark in the track identifying the station, meaning other stations couldn't just tape it and play it on the air without everyone knowing where it came from. So how did it get to be a hit outside of the Twin Cities? There was a thing called the 15 IPS Mafia. The 15 IPS Mafia. Cool. 15 being 15 inches per second of tape. We would send them around FedEx to our friends if we had exclusives. And I sent them all 15 IPS copies of the look with a note that said, this is the number one request song on KDWB. Thought you might want a copy. Brian's tape copies of Dean's CD made their way into seven major radio markets around the country. Listeners loved the song. And soon, Roxette's European label released the album in America. Fast forward to April 1989, and... I'm Shadow Stevens, and we've arrived at the top of the official Billboard chart number one. I think it ended up going number one in, like, 14 countries or something. The most popular song in the USA is by the Swedish duo Roxette. The new number one is The Look. (laughs) 
I mean, it's so strange to think of now. And you couldn't download it. You couldn't search it on the internet. You couldn't. You'd go to a record store and buy it. And the only reason I listened to it was I kept, I felt bad because some poor kid, some student had you know sent me a record that I promised to listen to and I didn't. When I finally did, it turned out to be a number one record. These days, Dean still works with computers, but a hit record wasn't all he brought back from Sweden. 28 years later, the Minnesota man is happily married to a woman he met in Sweden and currently lives with his Swedish wife in the suburbs of the Twin Cities. And Roxette? If you haven't heard the look on the radio recently, it's destined to become an earworm crawling around inside your head for at least the next few hours. For KFAI, I'm Mason Butler. And that'll do it for this episode of the Meniculture Podcast. Support for Meniculture is made possible by a grant from the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. Our music is by Javier Santiago. We'll be back soon with more stories from here in Minnesota. In the meantime, catch a wider array of programming on Fresh Air Community Radio KFAI, 90.3 FM Minneapolis, and 106.7 FM St. Paul, and on the World Wide Web at kfai.org, radio without boundaries. You can listen also using the KFAI app, which is available for Android devices through the Google Play Store and for iOS devices through the Apple iTunes Store. Thanks for listening. This is Ahmed Norman.